0: just the right secret sauce, you know? Right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Prevention Nation,
1: where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz.
0: And I'm Holly Smith.
1: Yes, it is uh, still Pride Month. It is June, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we have a guest uh, today that's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the diversity, um, some issues around diversity in Warren County, and how that plays a role and factor in her work. So, um, our guest, uh, Chelsea Thomas-Kerson.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right, Happy right. to be here. Welcome Yay, Pride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, Chelsea has so bravely come in, and she's willing to share some of her stories um, of just being a person who identifies as a lesbian, and that's stories that not all of us have or can identify with, so um, we're really excited to have her on and just speaking her truth.
2: Yeah, so you guys kind of asked me this question um, in preparation for coming on today. Um, and I was kind of thinking about it. And actually, this story that I have is before I even came out, before I even knew I was anything um, different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I graduated high school in 2007. And um, I was working at a camp at the time. And I met someone um, from England who just was unlike anyone that I ever knew. Um, And she was openly gay, um, identified as lesbian. And um, we just got to know each other and became really good friends. We're actually still friends now. Um, And we sort of got in trouble um, on our job. So what, what we were supposed to be doing is like floating around between these three different activities, Um, One was like a campfire, um, and we went there, and they didn't need us, so we went to the next place, which was like a little movie outside. Um, They didn't need us, so we kind of just like sat at these benches, like in the background watching this movie, and And, then... And
1: Chelsea, you were camp counselors at the time?
2: Yeah. Okay, see,
1: I think when you first told the story, I I was thinking you were from the camper perspective, Uh, and I was like... Yeah, I think that's why I was a little confused yeah. before. So yeah. okay, so right. sorry. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: So we were camp counselors, like the the um, staff there. Yes, yeah, staff. Um, summer camp staff. Yeah. Um, I was 18 years old, um, and so so we're sitting there watching this movie, um, kind of off in the background, and our boss, the camp director, comes over in the night and is. Asking us like, hey, why aren't you at the movie? And we were like, oh, we went, no one needed us. Um, Why aren't you at the astronomy? Oh, we went, no one needed us. Um, And then she said, okay, I need you guys to come with me. So you know, we, yeah. To the principal's office, oh, right? yeah, I remember that was like the first time I'd ever really like yeah. been in, in any kind of trouble or whatever. Yeah. And I remember thinking the whole way there, like what's going to happen? Like, yeah, I don't know drops. what I did <laughs> wrong. Um, so we all just like follow her in a line back to like somewhere more private. And, um, she, she actually did a like written warning with us. Um, and then after like signing this, um, she said, um, I, I want you guys to try to not spend your, um, we got two hours of like rest time a week. I want you guys to try to not spend that together um, because people are starting to notice your friendship yeah. um, and I don't want you to be the butt of jokes around here.
1: Okay. So the written warning was about maybe that you weren't participating in one of those activities that they had. Wanted you to, yeah, but you're then like
2: slacking off, but right, yeah, a little slacking off. I don't know, right. sure. But and I don't think that's anything that other people weren't doing either. I'm sure everybody, yeah.
1: but this was it seems like it sounds like to me that this was a segue for her or a reason or excuse for her to talk to you about something else that upset her or bothered her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the time, I did not put any of that together and. and just like thinking about it later um my my friend who had been out you know is from england it's more progressive um she was kind of like really taken aback like what's even happening right now yeah um and like we talked about it after and um she was like we're totally being discriminated against and i was like what does that even mean (laughs) like at the time yeah Um,
0: 18 year old from,
2: but yeah, that's the first time that I can really remember like something like that happening. Yeah. And I
1: have to, it begs the question, um, did you know while you were at summer camp and working as staff there, I mean, was it regular for, um, boys and girls, males and females to meet somebody there and show an interest in maybe go on a date or something? Was that common?
2: Yeah. Like camp, camp, camp. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, been to a few camps. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the camp that I worked at, though, there wasn't really a lot of guys. Okay. Um, actually, I don't think there was, like, maybe one or okay. two. So, like, that didn't happen, like, frequently, I guess, no. um, that I know of. Um, It maybe was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was 18, so yeah. I don't really remember. And I'm sure other girls were being friends. Like, what? Yeah. Well and that's right. and
1: that's where that's where my brain goes to is one when a boy and girl shows some interest, do they go and talk with them about that you guys are yeah. coordinating your time to spend time together. Yeah. And I doubt I doubt it because it's not an issue, you the, know? The so,
2: crazy thing to me though was was that we were just friends. Like yeah. and always have I mean, been, had, been. Yeah, was it wasn't friends. as though something was yes. And and now that I identify as gay, it still is like but we are just friends. And nothing yeah. any time that we were alone mm-hmm. together, nothing was happening like they maybe thought it was happening. Yeah. Um I'll, I'll say this friend is the first person that kind of got me thinking about maybe I am different. Um, but yeah, we've always just been friends. Yeah,
1: very interesting. interesting.
2: Yeah. So I'm
0: sure that you have gone through um, jobs where maybe that type of thing has happened before or like maybe it had happened to you again. I don't know those things. But is there any point in time, whether it was here or another place, where you like, um, were able to kind of like stand up and say, like, no, i'm I'm different and and like it was fine. Like it wasn't like a, there wasn't pushback.
2: Yeah. yeah. so there's definitely been times um that I felt discriminated against. um but also, I think like, as I've grown older, I've like, um become more like, like every time I go into a room, I have to decide: as am I going to come out to this group? Wow. Is it safe? What so is a Great social question. identity? Yeah. You um, have to walk
1: into every room with, right? Right. You're aware of that.
2: And like at first, when I first came out, it was like it weighed on me a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like I I've, I've been married um, almost five years, um, and I'm just like totally like I don't yeah. care. <laughs> like I don't yeah. care anymore. Um, but I also have to realize, like, I used to, um, teach here at, um, our work. Chelsea had my job.
0: Yeah. I have Chelsea's job. I don't know how it works, but
2: (laughs) Chelsea moved up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So before that, though, I was going in schools and I had to just be really aware that in Warren County, um, most of the students and teachers probably thought that I was a straight woman, um you know, uh, you asked me about like, did it, did, did I ever share my story and like something like really great came out of it. Um, yeah, I was at a high school one time. It was right after I got married. Um, and I had my wedding pictures and I had kind of told this teacher, um, that I was getting my wedding pictures and I was excited. And
1: So she knew. She, she knew there was a wedding. Yeah. And okay. so
2: she asked me, like, the next day she was like, oh, I've been thinking about your wedding pictures. Can I see some pictures of you and your husband? And, and you uh, were like,
1: oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And, like, that's not the first time that someone has assumed that incorrectly mm-hmm. about me. So right. I was like, yeah, you can absolutely see my pictures, but it's uh, going to be of me and my wife. And I saw her face, like, kind of, she was embarrassed. And um, she said, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe I assumed that about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just moved on, like, normal. Like, look at my pictures. And she was (laughs) like, oh, you're so beautiful. Like, you know, just saying all those things that you say. i pictures. You were beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Not all of them, but. (laughs) Yeah. But the really cool thing about this is, like, through the years, like, me and this teacher really got to know each other. And uh, part of, like, what I do in class is just make sure that I never assume anyone's gender or sexuality. When I'm talking about, like, someone being in a relationship or going on a date, I always ask, like, your dating partner um, Mm -hmm. instead of assuming, like, your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, And so, like, when I stopped teaching and moved up, as you said, (laughs) in the (laughs) world, um, this teacher shared with me on my last day, I happened to be at her school That she thinks about that moment Mm. when she assumed my husband. Yeah. um, And that she actually really tries hard now to incorporate in her class dating partner and um, using, you know, they, them pronouns sometimes. Um, So I thought that was really cool and um, really appreciate that growth, you know, someone like wanting to um, be like a part of that change. Yeah. I think it's cool that you. Uh, You didn't use this word, but you've built up a resilience
0: kind of against people assuming or saying stuff that might be discriminatory towards you. Um, but also like taking those little steps because I mean, sometimes in in small, well, Warren County's not small, there's a lot of square footage, but anyway, in like rural places, like. Change is a little bit harder. I mean, like, we are, like, we live here. We understand that. Like, I grew up in the next county over. Like, I get this area. um, But to come in and just, like, be who you are and help, like, create that change. Like, create that environment where that teacher, uh, we have some really great teachers out there. Shout out Warren County teachers. Um, (laughs) That fully support, like, what we're doing and um, learn from us as much as we learn from them. And it's, like, just a really cool moment where you're, like, Okay. Yeah. Like, yes, there has been all this like discrimination, but it's like those moments and maybe I'm speaking for you. It's those moments that make things like better and like a little bit more easier and happier for you especially.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, and you know, and I think when you, you know, when you, the whole time you were telling that story, I thought to myself, uh, when we talk about so much of our work trying to change cultural norms, right? (laughs) And then we think about, you know, how she apologized that she made the assumption that it was a husband, but we are, we are our environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you grow up uh, seeing a very particular thing, I mean, in the field of domestic violence, we, we deal with this a lot. We see children grow up in homes with domestic violence. It becomes very normalized, that kind of violence and those things. Well, for this teacher, it sounds like, you know, a male-female relationship and marriage was normalized for her, which isn't neither, it's neither bad nor good, I don't think, but it's it's been her experience. So that's where I think her assumption comes from. So mm-hmm. I just think what you did, by talking and being open, simply by showing a picture of you and your wife, was you helped create change in the social norm. She now knew somebody with a different experience than she was used to, And that opened her eyes to share in a different way now. And that's, I mean, isn't that what change is? It's it's this little bit by little bit to change the norms in a community. So I just think in a very small way, you did a very big thing. Yeah.
0: Because then, I mean, then that that protective factor of that teacher creating the change in her Mm -hmm. classroom gives kids the opportunity to be in that classroom and be themselves and feel like they can
2: probably talk to her. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. kids are so appreciative. Like, we, we really have no idea. Like, when I was teaching, I would have almost daily a kid come up to me after class and say, thank you for not assuming this about me, or thank mm-hmm. you for saying um, they, them, or thank you for acknowledging yeah. that there's other sexualities and genders mm-hmm. out there. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. Like, none of our speakers have ever said that. Yeah. So, I think... Just like us doing something small like that, and it like is hard at first to try to get your own assumptions out of your head. Yeah, yeah. But then um, it just it starts to come really easy. And I'll even notice like the kids by the end by day five they're saying dating partner. Yeah. Um. So we can do it. It's it's just you know making a small change in our mind. Which sometimes you just want to flip over the table and change everything. But I mean.
0: That's not really how life works. So
1: yeah. no, it doesn't <laughs> those work like that. The... Absolutely. Well, I mean, and I think it was even brought up that you know, just like changing a community. I mean, the the reality is that people in these rural communities, when we when we think about rural communities, those populations are there. Those diverse um, populations that perceives them perceive themselves as different. Yeah. They're there. They're just.
0: I mean, even beyond sexuality. Oh yeah. Like, I mean,
1: all the different things. Um, that make a person stand out differently. Yeah. They are there. Every community has them. But they didn't feel comfortable sharing. It just takes. And I, I don't know about, I mean, maybe I'll just put this as a question. I'm sure that moment was scary. But was it as difficult as maybe you feared it would be?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't really recall the very first time that happened. But I'd yeah. have to say it probably was scary. Yeah. Actually, I remember a time at another um, another job that I worked at where like uh, a coworker actually like outed me to my trail group Mm -hmm. Um, and it it was right after I got engaged. (laughs) So I had like told some coworkers like I just got engaged this weekend and then my uh, trail group was walked up to me at a um, at the activity that we were doing and the. Group leader was like, um, "Oh, here's your guys's trail group leader, Chelsea. She's so excited because she just got engaged." And I, my face was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because I right? know like all these kids now are gonna be asking about yeah. my fiance, who they yeah, assume is, is a you? man. Right. And what it does was your was husband do like, for work? Does yeah. he work at the camp too? And that was actually really terrible, yeah. but. <laughs> But yeah. as I've gotten older, it's been, like, a lot easier. You, you yeah. learn each time that <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah, I
1: imagine. Well, and I guess I I guess I just was thinking that so many challenges I've, uh, you know, I've faced through my life. And I wonder, you know, if it's similar for you with this is that you build this, this expectation up that it's just going to be so. And then oftentimes you find that you're well-equipped to handle whatever happens, you know. So.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel um, well-equipped at this point in my life to handle any of that <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah i think you are yeah absolutely well how does that relate to your work i mean you know i i think about uh, as the community engagement director i just uh i wonder how does your experience how do your experiences um as a person who identifies as a lesbian uh how is that impacted uh, by the diversity or lack of—I don't know—however you yeah. want to say it. Well, in Warren yeah. County. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think That's like a lot of question marks. At the end. Right, right. A lot of
1: question marks. <laughs> but engagement, engagement from a diversity lens must be challenging in Warren County, right. especially from your background.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely can be frustrating, um, and I think that, like we've been talking about, just things that. Um, have happened to me like trying to use them as a catalyst for change and mm-hmm. you know that teacher story um, So I think that as the community engagement director, it's been really helpful um, for other types of issues like when we've uh, been talking about George Floyd and racism and yeah. all of these um, huge huge issues yeah. that we have and um, like, I think a big thing is that it can be frustrating because you're like, why don't you understand that we can't say this? Or why don't we understand? Like, why can't we just change this right now? Um, yeah. But, you know, a rural county, we might not be ready to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that the people who live here are racist or um, no really terrible, but it's just something that they don't deal with every single day. Yeah. Um. So it just has to be, um, the change is going to happen a little slower, um, yeah. and we have to be like kind of okay with it um, yeah. to, to try to change, move the needle. Yeah, because it's, I mean,
0: I feel like, it, especially when you name hot topics like that, like people Especially, like, on media sources, whatever media source you use, mm-hmm. like, there's this polarity. It's you're, you're here or you're there. Right. But it's not that way in real life. Like, you can be back and forth. You can be in the middle. Um, but I think change happens when you actually sit down and talk with someone mm-hmm. or you, like, have personal, like, experience or time with them. But it's not, like oh, you, you're not willing to listen, then, like, you're this label and I'm not talking to you anymore. Right. Yeah, so, well,
1: and uh, that makes me think, like, that teacher was an ally where you didn't know you had one, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't know yeah. she would be such an ally. So does that kind of story help when you think about uh, engaging different uh, parts of our community? Does it make you realize that there are allies out there that you just haven't discovered yet, right?
2: I definitely think that there are allies out there that you didn't know about. And sharing stories like that, you will get those kids coming up to you after class and telling, sharing their story with you, Um, and then now you can encourage them and empower them. Um, But it happens other, you know, it happens in groups of adults when you share your story. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, people, and it's it's not just LGBT plus, but you know any any stories like that of diversity, I think you talking about it yeah. um, and sharing it is just going to help people understand and then be an advocate yeah. um, for that particular issue.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Ooh,
2: good conversation. That
1: like, is a good conversation. Yeah. I really,
0: I mean, I am so thankful that you were willing to share your stories. I, mean, I know that that stuff is like personal and hard to share sometimes, but um, I think it, I mean, even just someone listening, hopefully that will help like move the needle a little bit you know like just one person hearing it and understanding a little bit more from your experience so thanks Chelsea, for coming on yeah thanks for having me it's been fun
2: <laughs> yes yeah thank you for sharing. bye y'all